I love stories. So I decided to start a podcast where I could talk to people about their favorite stories. So Fresh Off the Boat is by Eddie Huang. Like one of your greatest powers is perspective. It's not like nerdy. It's not square. It's like, it's very like grimy, dirty. If you're like me and you love a good book, this podcast is for you. Although I will warn you, there are spoilers. But honestly, can you ever really spoil a good book? Okay, everyone, welcome back to It's Lit. I'm here with Patrick today. We're going to talk about Fresh Off the Boat. Who's it by, Patrick? Hi. Um, So Fresh Off the Boat is by Eddie Huang. It's now a TV show at ABC, I believe. Yes. um, It was a book first. Yeah, when I was looking it up, because I have not read this book, it like everything that came up was for a sitcom. Yeah, so um, I think that's how it got majority of his, its popularity. So uh, basically, Eddie Huang, he is a restaurant owner and okay. then turned author, turned after his book basically became a show. And then from there, everyone kind of picked up on him. Um, so it's basically his life growing up in, I believe, Orlando, um, being one of the only Asian families in like living there at the time. So why did you decide to come talk about this book? I asked you for your favorite one. Is this your favorite book? I would say this is one of my favorite books. Um, like more than that, I feel like it's the one that I kind of live by. Okay. So basically, I feel like I really, even though like, you know, 2018, we're kind of living in a more modern liberal you know like Mm -hmm. it's times aren't the same as like the 80s or the 90s for people of color I guess in North America so like the reason why I love it so much is that even though I didn't I didn't have these hardcore experiences I feel like I can relate to him when he was growing up feeling like nobody understood him you know or nobody he just couldn't fit in you know it's hard because like when you immigrate to like a new country, I feel like there's no template for you. Like, you know, if you, I guess in slang terms, if you're a white person in um in a white person's country, that you have these, there's expectations laid out for you. Whereas if you're an Asian person, in, like same as if you're an Asian per- person growing up in Asia. But when you take an Asian person and plunk them into a new place, do you go by these standards or, you know, so it's, I like um, reading about someone who went through this and grew from it and now lives an amazing life. And I hope to be just like that. It's written as an autobiography, right? Like this is his life story. Yeah. So it's his life story. um, I think starting from as soon as he moves from China to Orlando and then his life leading up to when he got his own restaurant. Okay, so did he, like, did the story start when he was very young? Like, did he come with his parents, or was it a later-in-life type of move on his own decision? I think it was, I think it started with, he was, like, five years old when, when it started. Okay, so young. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that what, makes if that's what you were asking. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite character in the book? I know it's an autobiography, so I'm not sure how much the other characters are fleshed out. Obviously, it's from his perspective. But who did who did you like hearing about? Or That's a, that's a good question. So in the book, it's weird because I've, read the book and I've seen the show yeah and um so in the show I find it funny to watch like some of the other characters like Eddie's mom mom is there a Chinatown in Orlando hey no more question Barbara Walters pick up a lamp or like Eddie's brothers Eddie, don't say hell you also said butthole in the car shut up but in the book it's just Eddie um so 
And I think that's why um, I kind of answered it already where it was like, he was really just like a kid, like because it's an autobiography, it's all about him. It's told in like the I perspective. So you feel like you're living it. Um, what I think I love about the character or the person, I guess, Eddie, is that he's just so, I don't know why the word I want to say is like rough. Okay. It's not, and I feel like that's very different from my personality. Yeah. Um, But the reason why I use that word, like, I feel like he's so rough is because like, he often describes himself as being like, like, I don't know, not like, not necessarily broken, but definitely like almost like a collage of his own experiences. So like he grew up in, he grew up with like a rough crowd and he like, I don't know. Hmm. How would I answer this? I'm like <laughs> okay. struggling. No, it's okay. Just <laughs> be honest. Like I haven't read it, so I can't even really help mm-hmm. you out. But I, I know in the autobiographies I have read, it is like they can seem rough. And do you think it's just because he might see himself differently than the world sees him or do you feel like like there is a disconnect from his actions and his narrative or is he just pure and simple rough around the edges making his way I think it's because like a lot of the I guess maybe it's a lot of the Asian representation I've seen Mm -hmm. for Asian boys it's kind of like it's pretty standard it's pretty like nerdy it's pretty square and then what I like about the character like Eddie himself is that it's like almost the opposite it's almost like an Asian person trying to be a black person and kind of getting lost between that kind of those like that translation so it's like it's not like nerdy it's not square it's like it's very like grimy dirty it's very I don't it's very much like if you go into like it's it's almost like something you should be afraid of but at the same time it's very interesting to pick apart Okay, cool. I know that's a very interesting description. No, that is a super interesting <laughs> description because you were saying they were one of the only Asian families in their neighborhood. Yeah. So do you think he picked up, like, feeling disconnected from that, went to, like, another section, like, people of color? I think what I, what, I think that and, like, when you, like, when you are, like, later on when you are surrounded by, like, the tip, like, other, like, let's say Chinese people in the book, you can't relate with them either. So mm-hmm. you're kind of stuck in that this little in-between of like, are you like, I guess, like American? Are you Chinese? So how, like, where where do you stand? Because like, you're clearly not one of them, mm-hmm. right? So and if, and maybe that's why I love that roughness about him. It's because he, like, he doesn't, he can't, he can't fit into either of the boxes. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that is, that is cool. Like, now I want to read the book I'm going to want to read every book that I talk about (laughs) I feel like just because books um that is an interesting perspective to see like not fitting here not fitting there so just kind of being in between or deciding that Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be in either of those places I'm going to be myself yeah and I think it's about being yourself unapologetically and I feel like that's what that's the aspect of it that I applied to myself okay um yeah I mean it's just I feel like that's what I said earlier too when I was talking about living like those like that like that template life you know like a white person living in a white country there there are expectations you can follow an Asian person living in Asian country expectations you can follow but when you take one of the two and you kind of like plop them in the other side they have to learn a whole new thing yeah right we have to create our own template so and I love that that book and his life really represented that okay neat so Tell me about the setting. Like, obviously, it's real world. You mentioned 80s, 90s. Was that kind of the era or? I would say it would be like late 80s, 
mostly 90s and then coming into like the 2000s okay um yeah like the story is pretty like it starts at like five and then jumps to 13 so it pretty much jumps to like more of the milestones of his life um and i like that um like each chapter is kind of like his own like like his experience from that milestone so like five years old it was all about food and like how like his family would talk about food and then 13 he was called a chink for the first time and then you know like then you're kind of introduced to slang so then you start skipping school or like it would be things like pulling pranks on other kids later on going to like showing up to a rhetorical grammar class with a bloody nose and so like it's pretty much like all over the place yeah and i feel like that's another reason why i would say the word rough to describe him it's because the story is so rough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't imagine, like, obviously, as a white person, I can't imagine at all, like, what it would be like to be a person of color. So I think that, for me especially, like, it would be nice to be able to try to understand through someone else telling me in very honest terms. Like, I I can't imagine what it would be like to have racist terms slung at me and mm-hmm. go through that kind of bullying. Yeah. I mean, because, like, you don't really think about it being something offensive, until it actually happens and then like people don't say a lot of a lot of the time when people say it to you it's never like something something fun it's never they never mean it to be nice uh like nine times out of ten um yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry that got no little little, little serious little fast (laughs) um so did you like reading about that time period I think I did because like I feel like like myself like I'm one of those people who isn't really like I feel like a lot of people describe me as like oh modern high fashion blah 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 but then I feel like I'm very interested in like learning like seeing the other eras and how they they kind of like you know affect each other like through clothes you know like I feel like 90s has been so big especially in the past couple of years so like to hear about it like hear from someone who lived in that era and then you know lived as an Asian person in North America like I feel like that's really interesting and I yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just I think it's very fitting that when I ask you about the era you go like their fashion is really good <laughs> Yeah, you know, and the nineties, nineties is having a little bit of a fashion spike right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, twenty eighteen, <laughs> full circle moments. Yeah, fashion just reinvents itself, and I feel like that's why, like that's why the book was so interesting for me, is because like if I see nineties fashion like being sold, you know, at Urban Outfitters or H and M, and then getting to see it like on TV or in in books, then it makes me more inclined to learn more about it. So they kind of help each other out, you know, like fashion and everything just it just it all comes full circle (laughs) yeah i learn new things every day from you (laughs) like the other day we were sitting in class patrick and i and he was telling me names for clothing that i'd never even chambray yeah (laughs) i couldn't even think of the word chambray like yeah for chambray is what you call like a denim button-up shirt and apparently (laughs) i was the only person who knew that i still don't know it and you told me twice (laughs) (laughs) so tell me about the writing style like what was it like reading his book so the first time I read the book I thought it was very I couldn't really get that kind of like grimy style that I mentioned um it's very it's very like slight it's very like casual I Mm -hmm. guess um but the second time I read it I actually listened to the audiobook which is actually narrated by Eddie Huang 
And that's why I think I describe him and the book as being more like grimy slang because like if you hear it's not like when he's like pretty much narrating his own book. So he's not reading me a book. He's talking to me about his life. Yeah, he's telling you a story at that point. Mm -hmm. So then just I would reading the book, I feel like it doesn't do it justice. So like if you were to read it, definitely pick up the audiobook, let him read it to you. Um, It's definitely I feel like almost when I was listening to it. It was like an older brother passing on knowledge to a younger brother. And that's why I feel like he's like one of my, like, I feel like I look up to him today. Um, Just being like an Asian person, just trying to be successful in life, you know. (laughs) But yeah, the writing style is so casual. It's just like, it feels like you're just hanging out with your friends and then he just happens to tell you his life story. So (laughs) yeah, that sounds like a very good Saturday, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. you know, just, you know, make, make some good food, you know, listen to a book. Yeah, I I don't have a car anymore, but when I used to drive, I used to just listen to books the whole way. It's so much more interesting to listen oh, it's to so books. Much fun. Yeah, because I feel like you can get tired of songs so quickly. Yeah, I can only sing for so long before my throat hurts. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, tell me, girl, same. Tell, tell me a story. <laughs> yeah, and it's nice to kind of like, especially if you're in like traffic, your mind just like to be put into another world like that. So good. Yeah. Who would you recommend this book to? I think. I know that it's a book about an Asian American living in America, of course. Um, but I would definitely recommend it to everyone, only because um, Eddie Huang actually stresses, and like one of the quotes, that, my favorite quotes in the book is that, like, one of your greatest powers is perspective, and that the only way to get that kind of power is to like surround yourself with polar opposites of yourself a lot of the time like you're not there's no such thing there's almost no such thing as being like yourself being original you're kind of just these little broken like shards of like people you've surrounded yourself with like that's 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 kind of what makes you you so like like I definitely recommend it for like Asian boys like me you know who are looking for like another like successful Asian man to be to have as a role model but I also recommend it to anyone who's just curious about other people and about another person's life because I feel like that's how like that's how like we can get to a better place like as a society you know I feel like if as long as we're taking the time to understand and really listen to each other's stories then there'd be less room there, there'd be less room for you know like all this like racist issues I don't my words <laughs> <laughs> it's okay that be, was... yeah like I feel like you know people if as long as if people try to understand their story uh, other another person's stories and really took the time to like to really listen then we wouldn't have these like preconceived like assumptions that weren't true yeah mm-hmm. i think that is a really good point it's it's important to know not only who else is out there but kind of what they're doing out there and how mm-hmm. things are affecting them yeah yeah that's something it's a hard thing to learn how to be empathetic and like think about those things every day and like while you're doing stuff think okay this is how I affect other people and this is how they might take it but Mm -hmm. it is a really important skill I think a lot more people need to learn how to do Mm -hmm. I think yeah I I feel like yes I feel I agree (laughs) um I also want to say that I also don't want to make it sound like this is a book just about Asian people like just about like an Asian person's perspective on growing up in a place that he doesn't fit in and that's not like that's not all what it is I feel like it's also for like for anyone who just doesn't fit in, you know, like it's def- it's an outcast story, you know. So if like if you 
if you need to if you want to find a way to relate to it think of it that way so yeah (laughs) awesome you could tell me a little bit more about the characters like you mentioned it's his whole family Mm -hmm. so um I'm going to like reference the show again because I feel like a lot of people are who if you listen to this are going to be more inclined to watch the show than you are to read the book. Rational. But don't do that. <laughs> read the book. <laughs> um the books are always better. Um yeah, books are always better. Period. Um, stop. Mm, so I feel like um like the show really paints Eddie as like the show like takes place when he's like I think 12 and then it really paints him to be as like a lone wolf like you know, like, his family is very, like, square. Like, his brothers are, like, super smart, but he's very into, like, Tupac and, like, in Biggie. He, like, he loves hip-hop. But in the book, I feel like everyone's kind of, like, it's pretty gangster, actually. So, like, he talks about working in a furniture, like, him, his parents working in a furniture store and having to, like, sit there for hours, like, having to, like, wait for, like, wait until they can go home. And then, he had an uncle who wanted cigarettes and he was like seven years old at this time. And then he's like, Oh, like, can you go get me cigarettes at like the, at the corner store? And he's like, Oh, can I get a grape soda? And he's like, fine, you can go get a grape soda. And he actually goes and, and like, you know, tries to buy cigarettes at seven years old for his uncle. Um, so I feel like a lot of the book is like that. It's kind of like, it's not what you would expect for like an Asian family at all. Like the show is very like, oh, like, like focus on your grades, focus on your studies. But like, there's a whole nother level of Asian people in the book where it's like gang. Like it's like a lot of the scenes are like the brothers are talking. They talk about sports, which is what? interesting. Um, <laughs> what is this? So this is this is um I, this is pretty much the birds and the bees. Mm-hmm. Um, that the dad has with all three of his sons okay so like eddie talks about how his dad calls it sports so um basically like they're talking about like oh like we came to america not because like not like for opportunity or freedom or anything like that but um like sports fucking and basically this is like the talking about puberty so it's like oh like girl like in he's like in china like for 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 a girl to have sex with you like you have to like take her places you have to like do all this but then yeah. in america the girls kind of just like they're kind of like sexuality is like you know like whatever so then like his dad's like oh yeah like i like it's pretty easy to like to have sex here like that's it's almost like a game it's like a sport oh. that's why it's called sports okay him. that makes more sense i was like so they're sleeping with people who split like play sports <laughs> no. <laughs> no, i'm just completely having, lost it's like here. having it's having sex as a sport rather than as like yeah love you know okay so like like i hope like with these details in mind the, pr- the rest of the book is pretty much like that where it's like I don't even know how to describe <laughs> what I just said. I, I'm sorry I'm looking at you like I'm dumbfounded. Like, I'm just so it's like, curious it's shocking, now. Right? Yeah. Because like, you would never expect that to be, like, in, like, I guess in that kind of, in anyone's memoir. Like, no one, I feel like no parent would call it sports. No. No, yeah. Because, like, even as, like, even as an Asian, like, person, like, when I grew up, I actually never had, like, that talk at home. Mm-hmm. So, like, to hear that his dad actually pulled them you know, you know stop their t- stop them in their day and actually gave them like yeah like we we for a sport you know like that's what it is and like <laughs> okay like, yeah i was like oh my god like i remember when i like when i heard him reading that to me i was like 
oh my god like that's what it meant because like when i feel like sometimes too when you're reading a long book mm-hmm. it can feel like oh like you, you don't you kind of graze over the details yeah but like when that's why the audiobook is so the audiobook is so like what's the word i'm looking for resonates with you more oh okay. yeah or yeah. like you 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 pay attention more i don't know but like well i mean like i feel like i feel like a term like sports checking would just stop anyone in their track yeah right <laughs> There are better stories than that, though. It's also about, like, food. Mm-hmm. It's also, it's about um, food. It's about, like, going like going to college. Or I think there was an episode about about siblings. Or episode. There was a, sh- um, a chapter, like, that kind of focused more on his relationship with his brothers or relationship with other Asians. So, like, not just, like, Chinese people, but, like, Filipino people, you know, and, like, how that kind of translates. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Would you kind of describe it as a coming of age story? That and a little bit more. Like, okay. Like I feel Neat. like, well, it's, I feel like it's a coming of age story just because it's like you. It's a um, a lot of it. It's him like learning about who he is, learning about things he likes, blah blah blah. But it's also about. It's also about like Asian people and like how they assimilate and how how they can find their their place in north america yeah yeah do you have any books that are on your reading list or anything you're reading right now or um well i'm after reading this book i read it i think the last time i read it was last how many times have you read it like three. Oh wow so like once like once like like physically like looking at the book and reading it mm-hmm. and then the other two times i listened to it because I just love... Eddie Huang's voice is just so relaxing. I feel um, like it's more intimate, too, because then you can see where the emphasis is and, like, what's more mm-hmm. subtle or playful. Like, you really get a tone for it. Yeah, and that's what I think that's what I really love about it, too. I feel like he's, like... It's just him talking to me, you know? It's just... It's like talking to your friend. And nothing feels better after, like, working, like, a seven-hour shift or, like, taking the bus ride home than, like, talk, hearing a story from your friend. And I feel like that's what I love about it most. Um... So Eddie Wong, if you're listening, you know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I read the book like all like I like three times. Okay. And then I think it really made me want to one, I wanted to explore Eddie Huang's work a lot more. So like I went to see his restaurant in New York like a year and a half ago. Oh cool. And I went twice. Like I was in Jersey and I made I like asked if we could go to New York twice so I could go back to his restaurant Bauhaus. And then he also has another book called Double Cup Love. And I feel like that one's more about his recent life. So not really childhood, more about falling in love or, you know, it's about more of his relationships with his brothers, more. um, He's also like in China for a lot of the book. And then I've also been exploring more Asian stories. So um, what's her name? The author who wrote um, To All the Boys I Loved Before. Jenny Han. Jenny Han, yes. So that book, I also just uh, recently finished through audiobook because, you know, you don't always have time to read a book. We're in school, too. We do a lot of reading and writing. It's nice to just sit mm-hmm. at home and listen to stuff. I'm... Yeah, it's, it's fun to do, like, a like an assign- a design assignment, yeah. put an audiobook on, and just, like, you know, listen that way. So, um, but, yeah, I feel like this is one of those, like, this book, Fresh Off the Boat, like, kind of made me want to learn more about like Asian perspective, Asian stories. So 
with Double Cup Love, I feel like it's more mature, like, recent telling of, like, an adult's life. And then To All the Boys is, like, complete opposite. It's the perspective of a biracial Asian girl. And I think she's Canadian. Jenny Han's Canadian. So that means the main character, Lara Jean, would have been Canadian, too. Asian-Canadian. Look at that. Yeah. So then it's her, like, kind of coming of age. So I'm just excited to see what people are doing with Asian characters and, like, like you know what I mean yeah it's nice it's nice to see like it's nice to feel like I guess like in a when you're reading a book that you're actually there like you you're you you potentially can be the protagonist when they're using those I yeah I words right and really like kind of explore those perspectives because like you know I was I was never a 16 year old Asian girl so I would never know but you know thanks to Jenny Han and to whoever whatever um Asian author I read next then that I get to experience more of that yeah yeah (laughs) it's nice um when I was talking to Kaylin about Perks of Being a Wallflower the other week we were talking about how it was cool to see a perspective from a teenage boy because obviously I I was a teenage girl so I didn't Mm -hmm. didn't really know what puberty and what it would be like (laughs) to just try to figure out who you are as a man yes that's that's a mission (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it was it was cool for me because I read it like while I was a teenager to go oh so that's why he's a giant bag of donkeys mm-hmm. <laughs> trying not to swear. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I love that. Love that for you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, cool. I'll definitely have to check both those out. Thankfully. Yes, read the, like, honestly, like read any of these books. I feel like anyone would love these books. Like, I, like, especially fresh off the boat. Cause I feel like I'm biased, though. I no. Feel, so everyone everyone will love this book, no matter whether I'm biased or not. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> that is a Patrick guaranteed Patrick read. Guarantee, you know, it's almost as good as the Oprah guarantee. So. Almost. Almost. We'll not get yet. there. No, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a reader or a writer who's interested in coming to talk to me about your favorite book or your book, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at it's lit underscore pod. Um, like, I want to read it now, so I feel like... Oh, okay, well, good. That was, the, <laughs> that was the goal. That was the goal. I feel, like, I feel like I would never talk about a book unless I loved it. If you're a re-